What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Plover, and this is Off the Record. Here with me today is the extremely talented Small Town Sci-Fi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Um, so could you tell us a little, little bit about yourself, kind of where you're from? Um, uh, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm from Salinas, California. Um, it's sort of an agricultural town on the central coast of California. Um, right now, I've, in the past few years, I've been a, a TA slash graduate student in mathematical physics at UC Berkeley. That's crazy. And on the side, you make music? Yeah, yeah. I've been shifting the focus more and more towards music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of discovered that I liked making music while I was already in the, the graduate program. And and I've actually decided to take some time off this year to to complete um, my album. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, is, is there kind of a general release date in the album, or is it just like a, I'm going to get it done when I, when I get it done type of thing? I'm hoping to have it done by October, uh, hopefully released soon after. Let's go. That's really cool. Um, so is it a uh, small town sci-fi, really cool name. Is there kind of a story behind that? Is, uh, any history there? Yeah. So I've always been, I've lived in small towns since I was a little kid. And I, I've always had this appreciation for the aesthetic of, of science fiction, I think it's the unknown that sort of draws me in. And so having this combination of of, of living in, in places where you sort of know all of the all of the, the landscape and, and the and the streets and everything by heart. And you have this desire to sort of get out and see things someday. And so the the sort of adventure and, and exploratory themes in science fiction really always pulled me in and so i just combined those two notions small town and sci-fi and that was my name that's really cool very uh steven spielberg uh i i I like that a lot um also uh, your ep recently um psycho ep is there there any kind of uh, uh history behind i guess why you called it that yeah i think the the song psycho became Sort of the centerpiece for the EP, and I I saw those themes coming up um, again and again in, in each of the songs, uh, and it basically stems from this desire that I've had to be understood and to be able to communicate, and to feel that if I'm unable to communicate, then I'm I'm vulnerable to be to be judged. Uh, called things such as the title of the the song and the EP, and and so I think that's where it comes from. Oh yeah, that that's really cool. And also, so you said this the music is kind of a recent thing, but uh, uh, have you been sort of like a person who grew up with making music, or is this just like a really recent? Oh, I really like music type of scenario. I've always taken a lot of comfort in listening to music. And I have always had, as, as long as I can remember, a desire to make it. I, I haven't really, I never really had the means. I wasn't, I wasn't trained in any instruments or anything. So while I've been coming up with melodies since I was a teen, um, I never had any chords mm-hmm. to put these melodies 
on top of. And so a few years ago, I think it's about four years ago now, after you know hearing an artist that I found really inspiring, I just decided to, to go out and buy a guitar. And and then I pretty soon I could put my melody over chords. And that's how it happened. Nice, nice. And has it kind of been more of like a, a solo project or, or, or are there a lot of uh, friends or, or kind of anyone who could help you with that? It had been a solo project for for a long time. And then I did, I spent a couple months collaborating with one of my best friends. Uh, her name's Kim. She's also from the, well, she's from the Bay Area. And we I would go out to, to her house on the, on the weekends and we would just jam together and collaborate. And it was, that sort of gave me a second wind and then pushed me to, to complete the EP, for instance. Mm-hmm. It was just, it can be really great to to have someone who who understands what you're trying to do with your music and to see the value in it. And also, it's it is great to be able to play with someone. It's been a solo project, but getting to to collaborate with someone as talented as my friend was it, it really is going to be one of my fondest memories. I think for a long time. For sure, especially since um, the, uh, the the music's so intimate that, that that'd be really cool to like really connect with someone around that type of idea. Um, speaking of your music, uh, how would you kind of describe that to someone who's uh, maybe never heard your music before? Like, well, what, what would be like the elevator pitch of like what you produce? I think I'd call it post-traumatic indie rock. Um, and I call it that because I think... There is a kind of, there is sort of an element that feels like there's been some exposure to some kind of trauma. At least that's, that's what I feel like I'm letting out when I am making music. And I hope that in the end, it's, it's dealing with, with something and, and coming out with some kind of, of hope even if it's not necessarily what you expected to come out with. Yeah. So it's kind of about like uh, more like the healing process. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a theme. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, the reason actually we set this interview up, of course, is that we've been playing uh, methadone for a while now and uh, uh, amazing track before us. Love that one. Um, what about it uh, kind of speaks to you and, and, and why, and why do you think anyone would, would listen to that or a college radio station would pick that up? Well, thanks for saying that. Um, I think, I think that, uh, I hope it's because the message maybe resonates with people, um, and or or that people who who have some similar experiences or need to need to maybe find something that that speaks to something that they've gone through. Um, then maybe they can hear it mm-hmm. because I do think that is a, a big part of it is communication, right? Uh, sure. So I do hope that it's communicating well because that's sort of the reason that I made it. Um, but maybe it's you know maybe it's also a little catchy. I, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It, it, it communicates, but it also communicates over a really sick uh, drum line and and some nice riffs there. Yeah, it's the best way to communicate. Um, yeah. 
so yeah you mentioned this is very like kind of post-traumatic indie rock it's like you the the i guess characters or the stories have kind of gone through stuff um how do you like incorporate these uh sort of what uh, weighty themes into your music without it like being like melodramatic or like too like o- overbearing like to, to to be able to find like a good blend well i think that that just kind of is naturally how i like to deal with things like i do think a lot about uh, about some some pretty hard things that i've been through and and that i've seen and that i see other people go through but I also have, I think I'm pretty optimistic, just naturally. I, I think I, I do veer towards optimism. And so I think that almost automatically keeps it from, from being too sad to handle. Yeah, for sure. It's more focused on the recovery than maybe the actual act. But, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's really cool. And and a lot of that is kind of how you present it in the genre. Like this is a, it's, it's, in, it's indie rock. It's like kind of stripped back. And it's also a lot of folk rock. I heard that in there. Uh, uh, do you like folk rock? Is that something that you listen to a lot and then kind of maybe drew some uh, influence into your tracks? I do like folk rock. I, and I do listen to it a lot. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I think that that does show up. Yeah, what what your, your your diet definitely shows up right in in when you record. Of course, of course. And and how do you think those like kind of like what what similarities you kind of see between like indie rock and folk rock? They're good, uh, often considered different genres, but I'm sure there's some very um kind of uh, underlying themes which which you've definitely fused together on those. Yeah, I I don't really know where the you know where where that boundary is. Um, it's kind of, you, you kind of know it when you hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think, I think you just, you, you pull from, from each different genre, the elements that, that you love about them, right? And that, that sort of, that can be kind of a natural process. And so with, with methadone, you can hear a lot of the folk influences right away and then it sort of breaks into the the indie rock realm where I'm a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hope, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for you, is it more of like an, like an instrumental thing or, or, or do you, do you bring some vibes in there as well? Between, are we still on folk rock and yeah, yeah, folk rock, rock indie rock? Like it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a combination, right? It's not, it's not just the instruments. It's, it's also the vibes and, and the beat you put it to. And, and, I think certain certain melodies probably work better if you're if you're going to say this is going to be a folk rock track, right? You might have to to make additional adjustments to get it to switch it over into the what would be called the indie rock genre. I think I I, I wish I, I think to speak on this, I'd need to have a degree in music theory. <laughs> of course, of course. Um. So, yeah, just kind of touching on like genres and 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 how expansive they are and, and stuff. Um. What what exactly again? There are a lot of music genres out there. What drew you just specifically to these two? Like, why am I not talking to uh, Small Town Sci-Fi, the um, Cloud Rapper, for example? What, what what was it about those? Well, I think it was probably the fact that the the artists that 
that I heard that, that made me want to get into making music was sort of on the singer songwriter uh, is, is now folk rock, indie rock. And I don't think before I, I'd heard, you know, that this artist who is, by, by the way, it's Julian Baker. I don't know oh, if you're a, yeah. if you're, um, I hope so. Oh yeah, oh, yeah uh, for sure. But before I'd, I'd heard her, I, I hadn't, getting into music was always something that was just a fun idea right it, it wasn't it wasn't a necessity and then a, after listening to her stuff it became a necessity and so mm-hmm. i think through a lot of inspiration and that maybe motivated the the initial direction that, that i took okay yeah so were you like listening to like different kinds of artists before uh, seeing julian baker's music and then that kind of like shifted how you listen to stuff yeah yeah i had actually been i think I'd been, I think before that, the Front Bottoms were my favorite band for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through them, you discover bands like Modern Baseball, yeah. right, Brand New, Sorority Noise. And that I think that's how uh, Julian Baker came up on my, my YouTube suggestion, mm-hmm. going down this sort of rabbit hole of, of bands that she was associated with. Uh, the, the, the algorithmic class, yeah, that is kind of crazy how just like, how uh, this is a bit off topic that's that it really is crazy how powerful algorithms are in music today if you notice like any like algorithmic um oddities with your own music the suggested artists sometimes like after after my songs come up are are always interesting (laughs) they can become from widely different genres but i don't know if that's because i don't have enough listeners for them to to make the like their final suggestion over over who else they should listen to if they like one of my songs but so it's been fun i think anyone who's who's just starting to get their stuff onto onto soundcloud or spotify or anything like that probably also has similar experiences yeah Yeah, that's that's interesting i i i guess i didn't really think about like that's how kind of those um suggested artists come up um in terms of how you make music, uh, what's like your general pro- process? Like, do you, do you go for like a sound first and then like kind of tailor the song to fit that sound? Or is it more of like a, okay, I, I have the song written out. I just need to find the way to express like what I'm trying to write. A lot of times, for the most part, the melodies always come first. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the melodies like, will come with a beat or something, or maybe a few syllables, uh, which will turn into lyrics. And and usually the melody will come with a a general vibe as well, which will sort of inform everything else. That, that, that's how it's been about 90% of the time. And, and as I've sort of started to grow you know, as... As a guitarist, I, I I start to I think the writing process is changing a little bit, and now I can I can start to write something on the guitar instead of in my head, and so I'm excited to see if if, if things will change a little bit in terms of the writing process. Yeah, for sure. So is it like 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 you get the melody, you get the vibe that that informs maybe like some adjectives you kind of throw in the song there, and then that kind of fleshes it out from there. Nice, nice. Um, do you care about like, um, like do do you think of like a hook 
first or, or, or the uh, the verses first, or is it kind of just like all in one thing? It, it's gone both ways. Mm-hmm. I I definitely, I prefer when it comes all at once. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's just so much easier <laughs> than trying to have them match things up together. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so if I if I can put a request out to whoever sends the melodies, you know, all, all at once is great. But yeah, a lot of times it will just be it will either be the verse or the or the chorus, and then I'll it, it might take some time to to think of something or to, to have something come that, that that will serve as the chorus or verse for the other piece that I would have mm-hmm. come up with. For sure. Um... Yeah. So, and and in terms of songwriting, do you have like a like an eight mile style like notebook, or um, uh, how do you go about that? Uh, I really need to be more organized. It's it's, it's actually just a complete complete yeah, mess. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. No, I just like post-it notes, like. Yeah, you know, writing on the wall uh, on the Classic, yeah. <laughs> anything I can get my hands on. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a that's a creative process. That's really cool. Um. So again, the the reason we started talking is because a college radio station um was interested in in your music. Uh, so what do you think is kind of the role of um college radio stations uh for for either indie rock or just kind of smaller artists in general in terms of like getting exposure and um uh, promoting them? Um, I think that I think the role is pretty huge. Uh, for one, it's really you know it it really makes one happy to to hear that someone at a college station enjoyed their song enough to to play it on the air and tend to share it with you know your your fellow students and that i mean that just i think that gives us a lot of a lot of energy you know it mm-hmm. makes us want to keep creating um it's incredibly validating For sure. and and yeah, I, I do think that that the way that college radio stations look and discover new music, I think we could all use a little more of that. You know, I, I think I should do more of that looking. And, and so you sort of do a lot of the work for us. Um, and so, so thank you. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, uh, what exactly are, are you kind of getting out there and like how college stations are different than, than maybe like other stations or other platforms? Well, I think college radio stations, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because this is, this is your domain, not mine, but it does seem like you're willing to take chances. Okay. Uh, and, and a lot of other, you know, maybe, I don't know if I would call them commercial radio stations or you know, satellite radio, whatever mm-hmm. they are, they, they don't seem to take these chances, right? They go with, with established artists who have, have a proven track record. Um, which is, it's understandable, but if you're looking to discover something new, that's not really the way to go about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's correct. That's a, it's a great read of the <laughs> of the situation. Is that, is that correct, or am I, am I wrong? Yeah, uh, I, I know from our point, we, uh, we just like to, to kind of deep dive, and like, because we don't, I guess we're not commercial, we, we don't really have like a need to like make money, we can just kind of whatever cool experimental stuff we find like like like, like your music like a lot of different uh artists we will we'll often uh, dig up from you know band camp or somewhere right it's, it's so awesome um uh, do you like band camp as a plan for personally I, I i know you have one um 
I, I do. I when I'm when my life's sort of a little more organized, I like to go and have a weekly discover session where I, where I look for new bands. Um, and that hasn't been easy lately because I've you know, I've been busy and moving around a lot. But I hope to get back to that. In the meantime, I'll just be probably tuning into you know to your station and letting you do the. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, those the, those sessions can be be a lot to set up, but, but really rewarding um, if they go well. Um, is college radio like not 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 just the college part, but also like I guess radio versus streaming services? Like, why would one listen to, for example, just our station over like a an, an algorithmically generated um, playlist? Because there's a a real person, you know, selecting this. And, and and curating these lists, right? That you play on on the air, and it's. I think there's a lot of a lot of care that goes into that. Uh, you know, even if it doesn't seem like it, and I, I'm sure that sometimes it just. I mean, may, maybe for people doing it, it's just oh, I just like this. I'm putting it on, but you you are sharing things that that you like, and I, I think there's something personal about that, and and, and I think that we we need personal <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah so for anyone listening it is confirmed we actually do uh, a, a job and and we do put an effort it's been discussed here and we can clear up the allegations now thank you uh <laughs> okay so let's see um so what was that i'll be willing to testify if necessary <laughs> awesome yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know um so you're on the West Coast, that's correct, in um in California. Uh, uh, what's kind of like the indie scene like out there? I've never really been to the West Coast before. There's there's a little indie scene um, out in the East Bay, uh, and I've I've met some some really cool people. Some of them helped me make the EP, and that's all about all I can say because I'm not. I, I move. I'm moving around so much, and I am sure. still now. Right yeah. now I'm in Salinas. I'm not even in Berkeley anymore. Mm-hmm. So I can't really comment. I'm not really qualified to comment on the on the the indie scene out there. Mm-hmm. But I do know there are some great people. So you know, you can on on Bandcamp. I think you can you can search by city. So please do. <laughs> and uh, even just like um uh, the kind of concerts you 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 would maybe go to. Um, have you noticed any like vague um patterns across uh, maybe places you've lived about like what places um draw different i guess genres and influences i think there's a lot of cool like bedroom dream pop stuff in, in around the bay area and so a lot of the, the local shows that i go to they have they have that sort of theme and I, I lived in Sacramento for a while. They, they, they have, they have, they have a lot of stuff out there. Um, if you head north, they have like a, a big bluegrass, Ooh. like it's way north of Sacramento. They have <laughs> yeah, the bluegrass crowd. Um, and there's some there's some metal pockets here and there, right? In Sacramento, they have they have a little bit of a, a they have a lot of metal fans, and so they tend to have have some have some good shows. Um, Nice. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that that's really cool. Um, uh, I I kind of focus on local music here, so that's always really cool. To, like, see like different scenes from different cities and how that like influences them. And and I hope you're able to like 
really tap into one of those uh, in in the near future with, with that album. Um, Me too. Uh, does the album have a title yet, by the way? Or is it just in the works? Oh, on the on the album, it's still it's still a working title. Of course, we're or, still waiting on that. <laughs> or maybe it'll just be working title. That yeah, that, that, yeah. that could be the final one. I might get sued by one of these production companies. I think. <laughs> of course. Um, do you have any uh, um, upcoming shows you plan to, to to do? Maybe either to promote the album or the EP, or just be, I guess between those release points. Yeah, I am. I am looking um, to set up some shows. Uh, though they might be in the in the Pacific Northwest because mm-hmm. that's where I'll be doing the recording yeah. for for this for the rest of the album, and so. I should get those. I'd probably post those on on my social media or my website. Um, hopefully, I'll have a lot of dates for those soon. Nice. Um, uh, do you have? Uh, uh, I don't know how long you've been playing shows, but do you have like a favorite show you've ever played, or is this like a new development for you? Yeah, up until now, it's been mostly you know yard shows or mm-hmm. or or acoustic performances. For bars and smaller businesses, and so I did have one of those in, in Sacramento that was really fun. It was just a really supportive crowd and a lot of a lot of just musicians that like to get together and and play. And it, it was it's funny. It's a lot of retired older musicians too. Ooh. So people like um, people fifty and over. Uh, there's a there's a big crowd. Up in, up in Sacramento to like just go around the shows and, and meet people and and I think they have like an open mic circuit they go on and so it was just it was fun to meet to meet them and see how much joy that that playing together brought them that's really sick and yeah I, I, I really hope you're able to kind of get some of that joy as well and that that support yeah that's that's amazing um do, do you hope that you can kind of continue that like um intimate uh kind of shows going forward yeah yeah i'll be you know i'll i'll have a great time at every single one of them hell yeah um i i was checking out your youtube channel that i I saw you had songs up there do you you plan to drop any music videos kind of um closer to the album i do i have a lot of ideas for for music videos um i and i i do work with with a friend of mine who's an artist and and we talk about about certain ways forward with a lot of these ideas, uh, but I think they'll probably have to wait until after the album's out um, because the if, if you're trying to, to to pair something like that with a song that you you take a lot of time with, it's going to take a lot of creative energy. Um, just to make sure that you're you're sort of not making something that takes away from the spirit of the song, and that that's something that I I worry a lot about yeah. when whenever I'm like when I was designing the album cover, for instance, it so it it was it was pretty exhausting because I was just I was so worried that I was going to to make something that that would sort of detract from the the album. Instead of, you know, instead of maybe completing it, right? That's always a 
that's always a tough thing to aim for. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what would you say is kind of your process for like taking those uh, very like sonic ideas and like turning them into visuals? I feel lucky there because I'm, I'm drawn to, to certain, I don't know if it's, if it's scenery or if it's, I, I am, I move to take certain photos and, and they tend to, I think it's just related to, to where I'm drawn musically. And so they do tend to match up um, almost, you know, with, with, without too much effort. And at least the people tell me that they, they match up. I don't know. I'm, I'm accepting their judgment. <laughs> yeah, no, the, 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 uh, the cover of like the, what was it? The like gas station and um, car for the, for the piece. What was really cool, yeah. like kind of that like open road vibe. What, what was really fun to like connect that to the album. It's great to hear. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I I have I've been hitting you a lot of questions here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Of course, yeah. Th- th- thank you so much for being here. I love talking to artists. Um, I, I I mostly talk to local artists, so it's really great to like step out of that and, and talk to someone where I have to coordinate time zones with. That's that's something I've never done before. Um, thank you so much. I've, I've I've only been in North Carolina a few times, but I I I, I want to visit now. And <laughs> yeah, pl- please pull up. Um, uh, where'd you go, in North Carolina? By the way. Uh, so I have a, a friend of mine. She she was actually one of my advisors in, in college, and she retired it out in um, in Asheville. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, that, uh, that's definitely a fun place. Yeah, so I went out there. I don't, I don't know how much Asheville is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's very. I've also been to. I think Myrtle Beach is in North Carolina, right? Uh, it's like kind of like North South Carolina. It's like kind of on that boundary. Yeah. So I, I lived in South Carolina for a while, and I drove up the up the coast with a, a friend on a road trip one time. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I need more experience in North Carolina now. <laughs> of course, yeah. Dude. Again, we'd, we'd love to have you here for sure. Uh, um, uh, do you want to let anyone know where they can uh, find your music? Uh, any social media you got? Yeah. So, uh, Small Town Sci-Fi is the uh, the band slash project name. So please look me up. I'm on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, YouTube. I think most most places that the the distributors send things to uh, on Instagram if, if anyone wants to wants to follow and, and check out some some pictures with open road vibes. And uh, always got some of those for sure. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick outro, then we'll be good to go. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and you can check out all the interviews I did and everyone here does at wknc.org slash podcast and click off the record. I'm Plover and I've been here with Small Town Sci-Fi on WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh.